Hello and welcome to today's episode of Do Good and Do Well. I hope you are doing well. In today's episode, I'm joined by Lysandra Ledgerwood. Lysandra is a psychotherapist for individuals and couples focusing on childhood trauma, anxiety and relationships. And in this particular episode, we talk about boundaries, what they are, how we might have healthier boundaries, how we might deal with the fallout of setting boundaries. And yeah, it's such an interesting topic. And as I say, one that comes up time and time again in my work and Lysandra says also in hers as well so I hope that even if you have healthy boundaries there's something else that you can take away from this conversation enjoy hello Lysandra welcome to do good and do well it's so lovely to see you how are you today I'm good thank you thanks for having me on oh you're welcome so Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are. Yes, so I'm Lysandra, I'm a psychotherapist and a counsellor and I work a lot with childhood trauma and relationships and helping people to have better relationships, whether that's the relationship that they have with themselves or with others and boundary setting and helping people with people pleasing and all of that stuff that helps them to just function day to day. (laughs) Yes, I am sure. There are many of my listeners going, people pleasing, yes, that's me, boundaries, (laughs) I need help with that. Exactly what we're going to talk about today. Before we start, though, I have a question. What's the difference between a psychotherapist and a counsellor? Sometimes it's it's semantics, but there's also the levels of training. So usually a counsellor won't have had as much in-depth or as long training as a psychotherapist. And psychotherapists tend to go a lot into child development and Mm. just a little bit of a deeper level rather than what counsellors do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So that's good that I got that right. Um, So so, um, I really wanted to invite you onto the podcast because, well, you've come into my group programme and you've spoken to my group about boundaries and it was really impactful. And I talk a lot about boundaries in my work, particularly with change makers, because it's one of the biggest topics that comes up after building confidence, interestingly. And so I wanted to get someone on the podcast who sort of knew, could kind of talk about boundaries in more depth, really. And help us to understand what we're talking about when we talk about this idea of having healthy boundaries, of putting these boundaries in place. So could you share with us how you would describe a boundary? What is it? So I would describe a boundary as recognising what is your space and what is the space of somebody else. So being able to recognise what you're comfortable with and recognising what somebody else might be comfortable with and also that space in between. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so can you give some examples of like what would that look like, like tangible examples? Yeah. So, and I think we talked about this when when I came into the group, but Mm. there's three kinds of boundaries generally that people have and they will either have loose boundaries or rigid boundaries or boundaries that are um, healthy boundaries Mm. and so when you have loose boundaries it's 
really not thinking about maybe what your own needs might be. So it might mean saying yes to things when you know that you don't have the time or the emotional capacity to do it, but you want to please somebody else. So you mm. kind of go against your own needs to meet their needs instead. Yeah. So that's what a loose boundary can look like. And then something rigid could be really just having an idea of, you know, you might want to work in a particular way. And instead of being flexi flexible about that, you're quite, no, this is what I do. This is how I do it. Even when you see that it's not working, there's no flexibility around it. So you're just very rigid. Mm. And then how would someone with healthy boundaries show up? So someone with healthy boundaries can recognise when they have needs. And so it's not about being a person who's selfish or always thinking about themselves, but they're also mm. able to think about me too. Yeah. It's so interesting, that word selfish, isn't it? Because it comes up so much, that sense of if I think about myself, then I'm being selfish. That is a story I hear over and over again. Yeah. And where does that where does that come from, that idea that if we assert our own needs, then in some way we're selfish? If I think it's all over. It's everywhere. It's mm -hmm. in our conditioning. I mean, we, we think about kindness and wanting to be a kind person and be a person who's giving and I think sometimes we can misinterpret what that means and we can mm. think that kindness means over giving yeah yeah that's definitely something that I observe that belief of you know I am kind I am a kind person and if I am a kind person this is the behavior that evidences that and if I don't do that then I am not a kind person and not a kind person is someone who's selfish and doesn't yeah. think of others. And yeah, it, it is so pervasive, isn't it? This, uh, this idea, do you think it's like, a, um, a, do you think it's a more female thing? Like, is there a gender to this? Um, I think everyone struggles with boundaries mm. in some form or another, no matter if I'm doing one-to-one -one work or if I'm working with couples I end up always having to talk about boundaries mm. and both of them as well so I don't think it's necessarily a, a male or a female issue but I think it presents itself in different ways mm. um, for both and I know and I, obviously I can speak more from a female perspective because that's me yeah. but that there is a lot of conditioning that we face of you know being just be, almost being compliant with things not causing too much ruckus and just not being difficult almost yeah like it's interesting you say that this because one of the things that we've been talking a lot about in in the group program at the moment is this idea of asserting your own voice and having a point of view about something and having the I think there's something about confidence and about putting yourself out there and saying I have something to say and I want that to be visible, which is, you know, you know, you run your own business and you do lots of having to get out there and be visible and it is difficult. But I suppose that idea of not putting your head above the parapet or not like, as you say, causing a ruckus because you, what is that? Like, is that because we don't want to be, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't, we don't want to be excluded. Yeah, I think I think it's a safety seeking behaviour. We don't want to be seen as um I don't know if I'm allowed to say bitch on here, but I've said it. Say what? Seen as the bitch. Oh a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah, you can say that. Oh, okay. 
yeah no I think that and it's all to do wrapped up with that being good again isn't it what yeah. does good look like you know and for this that's that's what this podcast is trying to explore is what is that good and if we're yes our work might do good but if we're attaching that to our identity as well mm. that I am good therefore I'm not you know I'm not a bitch I I'm a really kind loving human being who really yeah. helps others then yeah it's 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 so tricky to navigate all of this stuff for sure for sure and I think people get confused with being assertive with being aggressive mm. and so if you don't want to be seen as an aggressive person and you, you kind of get confused between the two then it can prevent you from really just communicating what you need with a little bit more gumption to it mm. Yeah, is that is that something about that idea of the beliefs we hold around setting boundaries? Because yeah. I think if thinking of some of the conversations I've had, there is that again, it's we're attaching meaning to what setting a boundary means. Yeah. And it means might mean saying no, but then it kind of almost catastrophizes as well. Because yeah. if I say no, then it has that knock-on effect. Are there yeah. any like other beliefs around you know, what are those common beliefs that stop people from setting boundaries? Um, again, common beliefs of, of being selfish, being mean, people just struggling with not really even understanding what boundaries are mm. and thinking that if I set a boundary, then it's going to either, I don't know, put up a wall or it's going to seem like I'm unapproachable or they think that it's going to have a negative impact or consequence on their relationships. And so because they don't want that impact and they don't want confrontation, which, again, is another huge one. People are very avoidant yeah. of, of what they think is going to be confrontation. So it's, it's another really big reason why people kind of skirt around or they avoid or they just don't set the boundary at all. Mm, because that feels like the safe way of doing things. Yeah. Even though ultimately it's a lie because it just means that we're really uncomfortable because we're not saying we're not allowing our needs to be met yeah so it's it's a short-term gain but long term you still suffer the impact anyway mm. so you're trying to do it to feel safe and to not have to deal with it but you end up having to deal with it anyway and there's the anger and frustration of you continuing to not have your needs met and and feeling unheard and feeling unappreciated and unworthy and all of these things so it's so much easier actually in the immediacy to actually set the boundary rather than let it drag on and not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask, like, because you, you run your own business and lots of the people listening to this are freelancers or, you know, part, partly freelancers. What do you think boundary setting means for being self-employed for running your own business? What's important about boundaries there? Yeah. The thing that comes up for me is, is just thinking about burnout mm -hmm. and not taking on things either that don't align with where you want to go or just taking on so much that it's it's completely taking over your life and you don't have good balance of who you are outside of your business. Yeah, it's so it can feel so wrapped up in your identity. Mm. And I wonder if for people who what I notice, I suppose, is that people who want to create some kind of positive social change, yeah. that comes from quite a personal experience in some way or another. Yeah. 
so you know they've noticed an injustice because it's been right in front of them or that they've experienced themselves and then if you're running a business that's trying to fill that gap in some way or support others who might be in a similar situation to that or you know create change it can then be feel so wrapped up in who you are and and so the boundary between work and life is really blurred yeah I think you have to do a lot of work Mm -hmm. to unpick that stuff and how would you advise people to go about you know if they've noticed that they are struggling with separating work and life what would you suggest or advise people to do to make it easier because setting boundaries is really hard right there's a consequence there's something you know not everybody's going to suddenly go oh yes I'll I'll honor your boundary because you've set it because they're so (laughs) they're so used to you not setting those boundaries so how can we do it in a way that feels easy uh and safe yeah I mean immediately and I'm probably biased because I'm a therapist I would say usually when people struggle with boundaries and and it's in their business very rarely is it just in their business so more than likely it's going to be in a lot of other areas and that part also hasn't been addressed And so sometimes it can help to actually find, well, what is the core of this difficulty with boundaries? Because it's hardly ever just in one area. And I think a lot of the time it's a lot more layered and and a lot more nuanced than just this is the struggle in my business. I tend to find that it's actually in a lot of other areas, but it's also just showing up in your business in a more tangible way. Yeah. So is the answer to my question then like it is something that you have to spend time unpicking it and thinking about it. And, you know, I I mean, I've had um, psychotherapy and that, you know, boundaries came up quite a lot for me in that in that work that I did with my therapist. And so but it was so brilliant to be able to have those conversations and and really unpick where it came from. Yeah, because it's it's not something that we're just that we just know. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that now we're having a lot more of those conversations about it. But it's not just common knowledge. That's why I think so many people struggle with it. Mm. Yeah. And it's just scary. I think yeah. if you if you haven't got anyone to. You know, I suppose, again, particularly for freelancers or, you know, if you're a business of one. Yeah then there's who holds you to account when you set those you know you might try and set a boundary so for example it might be that you know they're paying me for two days I'm only going to work two days and you say that to yourself you go this time it's going to be different I'm not going to do those extra unpaid hours you know I'm really going to try and set this and then because of that fear well they might not they might not employ me again, my work might not be good enough, they might not be pleased with me, you know, all of that sort of stuff. You don't maintain that boundary, but there's no one around you to say, hang on a minute, don't forget. (laughs) Don't forget what you said. Yeah, and that's why it can be helpful to have some some kind of support, whether it's in the coaching realm or whether it's Mm. in the therapy realm. I think it's, it's healthy to keep doing that self-development work because I think that's also that's going to help you in your business yeah how do you in terms of people who are working in organizations 
who struggle to set boundaries perhaps with colleagues or I don't know you're a line manager for example and and you kind of want to be seen as a really fantastic line manager and you want to support everybody and you want to help everybody but actually you're doing you're doing their work or you're not being able to focus on your own work enough because you're you know supporting other people what would you say to them what would be useful I think it would be useful to really think about where some of those behaviours are coming from and start thinking about what what small shifts you can make to move it towards somewhere that feels more comfortable and more doable for Mm. you. So rather than thinking, you know, long term or big scale that you have to completely change how you're working, what are the small steps and the small adjustments that you can make? Because the more that you start doing the smaller things, that it starts to add up and you get used to it and it builds up your resilience to doing it and it makes it easier for you to do it long term. Mm. Yeah, it, which is exactly what we would say in, in a coaching approach as well about, you know, rather than looking at this massive mountain that you feel you need to climb and or change completely who you are overnight, actually, what are the what are those small tiny steps that enable you to um I suppose just feel safe that you can start to assert those boundaries a little bit yeah okay I've got a question for you which I ask everybody when you heard about the podcast do good do well what what does that mean for you yeah it made me even just think about my journey of being a therapist Mm. and um, wanting to be somebody who helps others but also wondering you know how does that align with essentially earning a living because it is, it is a business as well mm-hmm. so it's it's wanting to make an impact but also make a living and be comfortable with that and trying how, how do you kind of balance the two yeah yeah that the money piece like that's the bit yeah like so many people I work with you know they're not their core values aren't around they're not driven by money you know they're not that's not the core thing that really matters to them it's about other you know bigger than self-thinking it's about how can we really work together how can we get curious how can we be innovative and creative so that you know we can make this change and I keep saying we also need to have financially sustainable businesses in order for that to happen if you're you know if you are freelance or even if you are founder of an organization a charity whatever you know it has to be financially sustainable so the do well bit is that financial health as well as Mm -hmm. you know your emotional well-being and and I think that's one of the trickiest things I think around boundaries because it's so it's tied up if you you know for example if you're a freelancer and you really want someone to keep paying you to keep giving you work mm-hmm. there's kind of a weird power dynamic which then makes it much harder to mm-hmm. sometimes assert those boundaries but the most successful people i see and i don't know if you can share your thoughts on this are the people that Yes, they give, you know, yes, they do help. Yes, they are kind. Yes, they are generous. And they have really healthy boundaries. And That's they're cool. very clear about their own needs and meet their own needs. They are the ones that are earning yeah. you know, good 
money that helps them pay for their business gives them a salary and enables that impact to happen yeah yeah because if you you think about it as almost like an exchange of energy so if you're constantly giving out you're running on empty yeah and so if you're if you've got the boundaries then you're you're thinking about how do you replenish that and how do you put into you so that you can serve and so that you can be of good to the world and you know whatever the the line of work it is that you're doing it can make an impact because you're meeting your own needs as well and you're not Mm. sacrificing yourself to help others which yes it sounds all very well and noble but that's not gonna that's not gonna lead to fulfillment no have you uh, this is a slight (laughs) slight change of topic but it was something you said did you always want to be psychotherapist how did you end up doing this work particularly around you know the boundaries and and the work that you do do um I think in a sense I haven't always wanted to be a therapist that's something that kind of found me at the timing that it needed to Mm. but I was definitely a child who was uh quite introspective and I would read a lot about things on like childhood trauma and people are overcoming really difficult situations. So I, I was always very drawn to that. Mm. And so it wasn't until I was I was older that I looked into becoming a therapist and I did a lot of other odd random jobs <laughs> <laughs> while I found the thing that I really wanted to do. But yeah, yeah it took me a while to get there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I that I I I really like the way that you described that then about it sort of finding you because that's how I feel with coaching. You know, I had a a pretty successful career in in arts and culture and senior leadership role in an arts charity and I always loved arts and creativity from a very young age it helped me you know it helped me find myself but I'd never kind of thought about being a coach and supporting people in this kind of way but for me when I look back actually a lot of my career is about you know supporting others or if I think about the relationships that I've had it's always been about how to be supportive how to help people to be their best but I would overgive I would just you know I wanted I grew up wanting to be liked I I didn't you know I wanted people to think I was a good person and it would be terrifying if anybody thought I wasn't good and yeah and so this coach I think the coaching as well as the fact I love it it's also been such so transformative for me I mean you must also doing all that reading and all that training it must have impacted on you positively. Yeah, absolutely. You have to go through therapy as a therapist anyway. So you're training, mm. you're, you're going through therapy while you're training to be a therapist and it is hard work because <laughs> <laughs> you're unpicking everything, everything that you thought that you knew about yourself and you're um, opening it all up so that when you do start working with people, you know, you know what your stuff is and you know, when you need support with certain things and how to really fully be there for clients and and boundaries are such a huge part of like the therapy world anyway yeah yeah can you talk a little bit about that like what are the boundaries and and why are they there so the boundaries are there for essentially safety in relationships 
So when you don't have any boundaries, relationships feel very uncertain. And so when people are coming to therapy, it's so important that you have strong boundaries because more than likely, whether it's in their childhood or whether it's in their relationships, those boundaries haven't been there. Mm. And that feeling of not being safe is part of the reason why they're coming to therapy. And so you're trying to be the almost the, the consistent, constant one. So they know where they stand and they're not trying to guess what's happening they're not trying to read between the lines it's just transparent and this is what happens and you know what to expect and I know what to expect and there's no surprises coming at you yeah and isn't that the same for all you know in terms of healthy relationships that that's essentially what we're talking about whether it's a colleague whether it's someone we're working for whether it's a family member my child (laughs) you know that kind of those expectations being really clear Mm -hmm. about that so that you do know what to expect I was talking to a client earlier about you know going through like a contracting process that's what we call it in coaching Mm -hmm. it's essentially saying how are we going to best work together you know what are the things that you need what are the things that I need and then agreeing that before you start that relationship and checking in over time you know are you getting what you want am I getting what I want being really open and honest and I think even having those conversations can feel really tricky Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not easy to have those conversations. And I think that's, again, why it's such a struggle for people, because it is it's so complex and there's not a guidebook for how to navigate every single boundary scenario. Maybe you should write one. I mean, (laughs) I don't think the book could cover it, to be honest, because relationships are so like nuanced and so complex that there's never going to be a book that covers everything you need to know. Yeah, and you. Oh, I didn't think of that that scenario. What do I do in that situation? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's like I was just thinking of like an encyclopedia of boundaries. Then you know, (laughs) there's like massive volumes. You just need houses full of these encyclopedias. Because it, and I think, I guess that's one of the things I want to kind of um, put across to people who are listening as well is we're all so messy and unpredictable but so often we're giving ourselves a hard time because we're not doing it right and you know you give yourself a hard time because you're not setting the boundary and so then you feel guilty and you feel bad about yourself because you're not able to set boundaries and it's like this constant beating up of why you're not a perfect human being yeah. and it, and as you say it is really complex and we we come up with challenges all the time that we weren't expecting to have in our life I mean the global pandemic is like a very good example of that (laughs) but yet you know we do have the resource and the capability to ask for help like Mm. we might not we might not be able to resolve it and I think if I could have one wish for people it would be to when you're struggling ask for help um whether that be a therapist Mm -hmm. a coach a friend a colleague and to not or to be able to embrace that vulnerability a little bit more and realize that yeah we are messy and messed up and that's okay and it's a lot more common than what you think it is yeah Mm. yeah 
Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think I see it a lot in my coaching conversations. I hear it a lot. And I'm sure you, you know, well, that's one of your specialisms, isn't it? So it must be common if it becomes. It's very common. (laughs) (laughs) I'm yet to have a client where we don't talk boundaries. Yeah. Why? Why are humans so, well, maybe we've talked about it, but why are humans so rubbish at boundaries? <laughs> like, it must go, you know, I'm thinking of kind of neuroscience and, and the brain and how the brain is wired. Yeah, because we're, we're wired for connection mm. and we're wired for safety. So if we feel and, and we have that perception of boundaries being something that will isolate us from our friendships or almost push us out of being in community or belonging then our bodies will react physically to that and that's Mm. it's it's trying to protect us so that really strong feeling of guilt that a lot of the time people explain that they experience and it feels so uncomfortable that that's the thing that stops them from setting boundaries it's because that's their body trying to keep them safe yeah and is it also that so for people who are quite, you know, have a lot of empathy and who really care about others, who think about others, we don't want them to feel like that either. So the story is if we set that boundary, they will feel that they're excluded, they yeah. don't belong, they're not connected. Mm-hmm. So we feel responsible mm-hmm. for so so much for how other people are feeling as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it can even go into over empathizing Mm -hmm. where we tell a story about what something means without even hearing it from the other person you're putting your own stuff on it and you've got all of these perceptions of well they're going to feel like this if I say this with no evidence of that being the case and a lot of it is the story that we're telling ourselves about it yeah yeah they'll they'll feel sad if I say this they feel they'll feel like I don't care about them They'll feel that they're not part of the team or, yeah, these, these, yeah, we just have constant storytellers. We are storytellers, aren't we? Yeah. And, you know, that, and and that's a great thing in many, many ways with arts and culture, but actually we have to really, we have to be able to, to differentiate between the facts and the fiction mm. in order to then make the best, the next best step. Mm. And assumptions, I think, are a huge part of that and and recognising, is this my assumption? Do I know this as fact or is this me putting my own ideas onto it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up, what would you say, so you know a bit about the people who I work with and the people who listen to this podcast, what would you say to them around this idea of boundaries what would you love them to hear I would love them to hear that it's important to also think about themselves and that it's not selfish it's how they get to show up as the best version of themselves Mm. when they do that they're they're actually able to give more Mm. and they're widening their capacity yeah very wise words everybody (laughs) 
this go back rewind listen to that again on on replay <laughs> over and over again um no i think it's it is this again remembering that that lie of if we over give if we give 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 and give then that will make people happy and that will make us happy it's a it's a lie yeah. <laughs> we need to stop lying right. to ourselves <laughs> and this is a note for me as well everybody um but yeah that really being able to set that or, or just recognize that we have needs and that they are just as important and and that has a really positive knock-on effect if we can exactly. identify that mm-hmm. thank you desandra i just i love our conversations and i know it goes a bit all around the houses but that's the process that is the process so how can people find out more about you because you do some amazing stuff really helpful brilliant useful stuff on social so tell us all the things so I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok both the same handle so at new frame therapy and that's where I post a lot about um, relationships and more on boundaries and where people pleasing comes from so hopefully there's a lot of tips and insights that you can get by binging some of the things <laughs> <laughs> yeah no honestly if you are going to write a book that's where you start like or re- mm. all those li- I think what I love about your social I haven't been on TikTok as much recently because it just sucks (laughs) I can't I can't do it um but what I love about it is it's so it is really like palatable and down to earth and you know I think sometimes in the well-being self-development world it can feel very lofty Mm. I don't know if, if it just sometimes feels difficult to understand how you can apply it in your own life you know it it just feels doesn't feel very nuanced sometimes and I think the stuff that you're offering out really does kind of go you know this is really practical stuff that you can think about reflect on and take action on to really support you so I would recommend all of you go and find Lysandra and follow her and get on her newsletter and all of those things um and you do a group program don't you I do yeah I do a group program which a big chunk of it is actually about boundaries and being able to set boundaries and it focuses on being more secure in your relationships Mm -hmm. so it goes into attachment feeling having a more secure attachment developing your self-trust how to act to actually stop the people pleasing and the mm. practical steps of boundary setting and also some of the the somatic body work that comes with that as well because it's not just mindset or me telling you this is what you say to say a boundary a lot of that is is a lot more internal work so we cover all of the bases in the program mm. yeah that sounds great that's self-trust but we need to do an episode on self-trust because that comes up so much as well like not trusting ourselves and not being discerning and not yes that's the whole that's the whole other episode um thank you so much it's been a real pleasure and um yeah take really good care thank you
So what resonated for you listening to that conversation? Did anything come up? Were you thinking, oh, actually, I need to really strengthen that boundary or even set a boundary? We would love to know. We'd love to know if this conversation sparks anything for you. Come and find me. I'm pretty much everywhere on social media, but my favourite places to hang out are LinkedIn and on Twitter. So come and find me there. You can also find additional resources on my website, which is is sarahfox.co.uk and if you would like to have a conversation with me about my group program it's for freelancers who are ready to take the step now to really get sorted on their vision and the way that they manage themselves if that sounds of interest you can book in a 15 minute call with me I will put the link in the show notes and I would love you to take very good care